Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Atlanta, what's going on? It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Happy Monday. What a weekend it was. We are now down to the Final Four. We know these four teams have a chance to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't know, Mike, who's going to win next week. What I do know is... I'm more impressed, I think, with Joe Burrow going on the road and beating the Bills than I am Brock Purdy not choking things away and outplaying Dak Prescott. Mm. I think I'm more impressed with that than the other. Both were really big this weekend. And I, if you would ask me if Dak was going to be outplayed by Brock Purdy, I would have, nah, Dak's going to have a good game, especially coming off of the Tampa game. Yeah, and I know that uh, it looked like early in that game that the Cowboys were not going to allow the 49ers to do anything. And if you guys know, most of you guys remember, if you're new to Atlanta, welcome. But the idea that uh, you had Dan Quinn going up against Shanahan, his OC, and the, and the chess match, the game within the game, and then the ability of George Kittle to just make plays as the fifth option on that pass play. And we were just talking about it uh, with Andy Rende, you know, off the air. But, you know, big players making big plays in the big moments. You know, and then Pollard goes out, and that was going to be a huge moment for the Cowboys when his knee got crushed. Yeah, I think it crushed their spirits, to be honest with you. I think that had a part uh, to do with yesterday. Mm-hmm. I also think the kicker was in their heads. You know, decisions with clock and deciding not to kick field goals when you probably would have during the regular season also played a role in that. I-, I also believe, guys, that the 49ers, and Mike mentioned this about where we are. I'm talking about our Atlanta Falcons, and you're looking at these other teams. And the 49ers and the Eagles have the two best rosters left in this, this, these playoffs, okay? Better than the Bengals. Mm. Um, when you look man for man, roster, how deep they are, and what their defenses look like, they're just better. But that doesn't mean they'll advance. We'll see what happens. But, Mike, how do we get there? And you said it. This is a huge offseason. We know that. We've been talking about it since our season ended a few weeks ago. Our team has the ability to kind of turn the corner here. Now, guys, I don't know if we're going to get that good in one offseason. I still think we're two offseasons away from being potentially where we need to be. But, Mike, we got to take that turn. And then you watch Mm. these teams and you go, how do I get that? How do I get that pass rusher? How do I get that left tackle? How do I get that wide receiver? And the thing is, and let's be real, because I I don't want to steal your thunder because I know this is teed up for you as Randy Andy handed off, but – I got to be honest. I wanted Ritter to be the man as soon as we drafted him. Uh-oh. Well, for, no, for all of the reasons. No, no, no. This is going to knock on <laughs> But when you look at, you know, you know, Josh Allen had a bad day, and he had a couple of bad days this year when it mattered most. But when you look at a guy like Burrow, he's a modern day freaking Joe Namath. Attitude, swagger, cockiness, skill set, does it all, backs it up. You know, Mahomes is again. He's he's an even one tick higher, although he's going to have to deal with that ankle sprain. But there's guys that were in this playoff, and Purdy. I mean, Purdy is the last man drafted. You know, he's surrounded by talent that we don't have yet. So you got to put that in perspective. But when I look at Burrow and I look at the, and I think this, that's why it's unfair. I got to put the caveat. It's unfair to Ritter. But can I get something that's half a Burrow? Because <laughs> even that looks like it'd be pretty darn good. It does. All these quarterbacks, even Trevor Lawrence, Mike, 
Who wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence? I forgot about Trevor. Yep. Who wouldn't take Trevor Lawrence right now? Now, he was the number one overall pick. That's a given. But the point is, you still have to live up to it. He's doing that. Jacksonville's on the come. Jalen Hurts is playing like an MVP. He probably would have won it if he didn't get hurt. But that's neither here nor there. Just a few years ago, we were saying Jalen Hurts might not be the guy. Allen is Allen, and he's more physically gifted than Joe Burrow. Burrow just wins. And that is right now the fundamental difference Mm. between these guys. And you mentioned Purdy. Listen, I'm willing to tell you guys that if you put our guy, Desmond Ritter, in that situation, he would have the kind of success that Purdy's having as well. Here's the deal with Purdy, though. Mike, he's he's listening to Shanahan, and he's not making mistakes. The two turnovers yesterday for Dak were killer. This kid didn't throw any. He didn't give Dallas the extra chances with turnovers yesterday. And if you don't turn it over in the playoffs, your chances go way up in winning these games. So I'm with you. And the Burrow thing is this. I ask you, Atlanta, again, do you know? Do you feel good about where we're at with the quarterback position? Because I've been saying this for weeks, and I know you guys are going to say, oh, I don't want this guy, I don't want that guy. All I'm telling you is you need a damn quarterback (laughs) to get to this point and to advance. It's just hard when you see the level of play you were getting at times in in this playoff. You wonder, can Ritter get there? Now, if you can get him a better offensive line, get him more weapons, and and do you believe – now, not everybody, you know, just becomes – that guy. Some guys are the slow burn. You and I used to knock on Josh Allen how bad he looked his first his first full season in the NFL. That's right. But of course, he went back to school and figured it out. You know, working with quarterback coaches, etc. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard not to be prisoner of the moment when you see the stuff you saw this weekend. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. That's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Blake just hit us up. He said, "Fellas, y'all are live on Twitch. We are. We're back on Twitch." Go check us out. If you've not had a chance to watch the show and see what's going on, you can do that, guys. Also, follow Mike. He's Mike Bell, A-T-L. I'm at Put em Up, see Dukes, the radio show. Dukes and Bell, 929, and follow this radio station at 929 The Game. Stay up on everything that's going on. We're on the gram as well, Facebook, and across all social media platforms. The Cowboys' loss wasn't as surprising because the 49ers were really good. We knew that going in. Right. It, it, it's, it, I think it was more surprising to see what, again, Joe Burrow and the Bengals were able to do. Mike. They controlled the entire game. Like, they're up 14-0, and there wasn't a point in the game where I was like, oh, the Bills, man, they're going to make a run. Here they Mm. come. It just didn't feel that way. All day yesterday, and now Burrow has a chance to go back to Kansas City and beat Patrick Mahomes again? The thing that impressed me the most, and Bo Morgan, our producer, we were talking about this before the show, is you got the backups. You know, We talk about offensive line depth. They had guys backing up guys, stepping up and taking on the heat and giving and look, Burrow did this last year. Remember the knock on the Bengals was they did it without a great offensive line this year. They put together a big offensive line that wasn't all that great initially, and then it came together only to be injured. So that's a testament to the depth and, and the way those guys handled the situation. I mean, Mixon was running like a man possessed. I mean, he was, he was barreling over guys. Sometimes it really just comes down to the want to and the, and the athleticism. I don't know if you saw Diggs on the other side of the field. He's ticked off. He's not getting the rock. He's kind of bowing up in front of Josh, which is kind of disrespectful. Josh covered him, by the way, when the media asked him about it. Because he's a classy dude. I thought what Diggs did was completely out of touch as far as you don't think Josh wanted to get you the ball. You got targeted 10 times, bro. 10. I mean, they were doing everything they could to limit what you were going to try to do. And more importantly, I don't think Josh Allen was trying to force it to you. So mm. I, I get it. What you, you should have been throwing the ball 20 times? I mean, I don't <laughs> know what you wanted, but I get the frustration. But this is where, Mike, you got to be a big boy. Put your big boy pants on. Act right. like you've been there. And, and Diggs just flat out say, hey, they did a great job. Tip your cap. 
But going over and like fussing in front of your quarterback like your T.O. just didn't make any sense to me. Right. And, you know, he's, he's, a, big, like, he's a big reason why they're there. And I, I don't know what's going on. You and I debated when Ryan Dable took the Giants job. How would Buffalo feel the crunch? And Dorsey did a pretty good job. But you wonder, did you perhaps maximize your talent in that atmosphere, in that moment? And would Dable have done some things differently? Uh, I have to believe that he would have. I, I do. Um, you know, the thing for their offseason now, Mike, is are you going to invest, <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, in, in, in Danny, and are you going to invest in Saquon Barkley? To me, those two big decisions have to be made, and then they'll move forward. But right. you look at the Eagles, like, like, you know, again, the Giants were just outclassed, and you see that with the Eagles and how good they are. They're, they were the most dominant team so far, when you watch these divisional runs, like it wasn't even close. Like that mm. game wasn't even worth watching <laughs> because they were the most dominant team. The most dangerous team is the Cincinnati Bengals because totally. they got a chance to get back, Mike. Yeah, the thing about the Giants, and give us some credit, we did get that one right, talking about it on Friday, is Daniel Jones. He did play one of his best games, but it was against a really mediocre Vikings defense. And then you go into Philadelphia, and that's, that's a defense which has got guys on top of guys in defensive line rotation, better corners, better everything. And so it just it wasn't the same, and it showed. And Daniel Jones looked exactly like the guy that had Giants fans saying, I don't trust Daniel Jones. No. The big story, though, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it today. We'll get to it in the blitz. Dak looked pretty bad. He went from his best game, arguably, as a pro to right back to now you scratch your head and say, is this the guy that can lead the Cowboys to a Super Bowl? It's in his head. It's in his head. And you throw one pick in that situation, Mike, and all week long all you've heard was you can't throw picks, you can't throw picks, we can't throw picks. You throw that first pick, you're in your head. And you saw him be what? Hesitant. Hmm. Did you see Joe Burrow be hesitant? And I know we're using a lot of Burrow references right. here, but there is a fundamental difference as to how he's playing the position right now and somebody else and how these other quarterbacks are managing these games. There's no hesitation, Mike. Right. Ball snapped. T. Higgins is open. Boom, I'm hitting him. Ball snapped. Chase is open. Boom, I'm hitting him. Here's Dak Prescott. Ball snapped. Look right. Look left. Look right. Look left. And now I'm going to throw it. Too late. Yeah. And I know that uh, on the broadcast, on the, the first interception, Olsen goes, I don't know where he's going. I mean, some people thought it was a comeback or the route was not run properly. And by the way, I like Olsen. I, liked, well, I, I thought he did a really good job. I'm not paying yeah. attention. He's really good. You and I interviewed him. Was it two years ago when he first yes. started doing TV? Yes. He's a really likable guy. And a lot of people are saying that even though Tom Brady is the GOAT, you're not going to like Tom Brady as much as you like Greg Olson. I like Olson. Greg Olson's just a more he's just a more likable dude. Tom Brady has already told people, you know, he's going to be sarcastic and he's going to a lot of people are saying, "Oh great, Johnny Miller for football." For those that are golf fans out there. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, and he's a place sitter unless, you know, again, if Brady decides to play football another year, Greg Olson's going to continue to be the guy. I wonder what one Fox goes, maybe maybe we got a better guy in house. How do we get what they've got? We're going to continue that discussion here as we move along. When we come back, though, it was mistake after mistake that cost us the win streak. We'll talk about it next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell. Happy Monday. Wednesday, we'll be out at Atlanta United's training ground. We'd love to invite you guys out, but you can't come out there. We're just telling you we'll be out there talking with all the new folks at Atlanta United. And uh, that's going to be a fun time. And then Friday, we're actually at Buckhead Butcher Shop, the new Buckhead Butcher Shop location. Uh, Connor and company have built a a whole new facility. It's absolutely incredible. If you've not seen it on Instagram, go check it out. But we'll be out there on Friday. So we've got a couple of days. We're going to be out the studio. We're talking about the NFL playoffs with you guys at 404-741-0929. And a lot of guys responding, Mike, 
to, you know, the conversation about about Dak Prescott. And listen, it's the Cowboys. Mm. Everybody thinks, you know, that this is another choke job. Give the credit where credit's due, man. 49ers defense was on point yesterday. But the problem is the Cowboys couldn't score more than 20 points, Mike. And, mm. you know, in these positions, this is why you go out and get CeeDee Lamb and you got Ezekiel Elliott, and I know Pollard got hurt, but you got all these weapons, right? Schultz at tight end, and you can't score 20 points. And I know that we've gone round and round with Dallas fans, and they live, they live amongst us because Cowboys are a heritage team. I just think when you get back to it, Jerry Jones is just – He's made some good moves. Not like all his personnel decisions are terrible. He's made some good moves. They drafted Micah Parsons. They yep. had a, they put together, remember, over the years, pretty good offensive line. You know, he's made some crazy trades for wide receivers here and there. I just think when you look at Jerry Jones, what's kept him from getting back to the Super Bowl? Mediocre coaching hires. Jason no. Garrett. Jason Garrett would have lasted half that time in New York or Boston or Philly or Chicago, but he held on to Garrett. Then he goes and gets Mike McCarthy, who, again, had a great pedigree. But let's be honest, the only reason McCarthy's there, he's never going to be involved in personnel decisions, and he's a yes man. And Jerry, Jerry wants to control things. You need another set of eyeballs, like a Sean Payton. Sean Payton will never go there. He wants to have the same personnel. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big part of his decision because he's at a point in his career where he doesn't want to have to deal with meddling owners, right, or, for that matter, mm-hmm. To be not on the same page as a general manager, he's going to interview, speaking of Sean Payton, for the Cardinals job. This is his fourth uh, interview, and so that's going to happen on Thursday. We said this. He's making the rounds. This is all about leverage. Sean Payton wants to sit, wants to sit back and say, here's the jobs I've been offered, and I'm going to pick the one I want to go to, and then what's my price? And Bo said it today. We were talking amongst uh, ourselves as part you know, of our meeting earlier today, and Bo said, why are you willing to pay Sean Payton $20 million? What is Sean Payton without Drew Brees? It's a fair statement. I mean, I get it. You won a Super Bowl. You had a great run. But we forget the years where they were below 500 for about four years there. Right. And, you know, we're winning the division or other teams are winning the division. And then they rebounded and then they had their run about four years where they should have probably went and won a Super Bowl but didn't get over the hump. Right. Nevertheless, some idiot owner is going to be willing to pay him a lot of money to come in and do exactly what we're talking about. But, Mike, it is about the power. Sean Payton's not going to take a job where mm-hmm. Jerry's still making all the decisions. Because, let's be honest, guys, this is one of those games where you knew it was going to be a last possession game, which it was. And what does Mike McCarthy do? He, he wastes almost 45 seconds before he finally decides to punt. They, burn, they could have had at least almost three minutes, or just about two minutes, 45. They waste all this time. Then he finally decides to kick. And then by the time they finally get down, I would have gone for it in the middle of the field. They finally get the ball back, and they're in an untenable position at yep. that point. And that's on McCarthy. That's a complete lie. This is big, these are big moments that big coaches have to act like they know what they're doing. Carl, look like you never coached a game before. Call the timeout. It's 245. You punt it. You still have the two-minute warning plus your two other timeouts. Correct. That's how it should have been played. Instead, it was everybody off the field, everybody get on the field, you know, quick, sudden change situation where we got to get out there and punt the ball away, and they lollygagged. And then they lost half the time that they would have had. I got to put that on coaching. So two years in a row, I'm telling you, at the end of these games, there's been blunders for the Cowboys. Separate situations, but Mm. blunders that maybe would have gotten you back in the game or maybe even won the game for you. Because this was a a deal, Mike, where they had to go down and score. You still had to to kick the extra point and maybe go into overtime. But they didn't even give their team a chance to do that. How many guys were screaming at the TV when Shanahan was eating clock and running the football? And you're like, why didn't you do that at the Super Bowl? It's so true. I know I was. So Shanahan, better mousetrap, better plan, and then made some adjustments. And and certainly – 
got to give it to Brock Purdy. I mean, he was able, and some of us, we said, the Kittle play where Kittle's, you know, and makes the catch was the fifth option. You know, he checked down and finally found a guy. Purdy made some plays, and Dak was doing – Dak nearly threw three. There was one that could have been a pick six. He threw it right into the chest of the Ooh, linebacker at the end. Yeah, he got really lucky. Hmm. Uh, a touchdown, two picks, only 206 yards for Dak, but it was the mistakes that killed him. More on uh, not only the Cowboys, but what else we're talking about when it comes to the NFL playoffs and our NFL Blitz here in about 30 minutes. Let's shift gears and talk about our Hawks because the Hawks had ran off five in a row. They had beaten Indy, Toronto, Miami, Dallas, New York on Friday night, which was great because the New York game started out and you were like, ah, and then they turned it on and they blow them out 139-124. But what happened against Charlotte, Mike? We've seen this before against Charlotte. I I mean, it's like we're going to use the excuse. Well, you know, Mason Plumlee's athleticism, it's right up there with Siakam from the Raptors. No, I mean, this this was crazy. You blew it. When I tuned in, I think it was 16, but it was like an 18 or 19-point lead. It was. I tuned in, it was a 16-point lead, and you see them whittle it away. And then what happened at the end of the game? Well, ISO Trey came back. I thought we were past that. I thought in the, in the win streak, we were moving on. We had ball movement. Nate literally reverted back. Whether Nate was screaming at Trey and this is on Trey, I don't know. But let's just say whatever happened, happened. The, I don't understand why you take A.J. Griffin off the, off the court. I don't understand what the gain is, what the net gain is with Jalen Johnson. I don't understand that. Johnson does the high-five slap, which isn't supposed to be a foul anymore. NBA comes back with a two-minute report says, oh, yeah, it wasn't a foul, which is the greatest waste of everyone's time. We're not going to replay it. So then Hodges hits the three free throws. And then, Carl, explain to me why Trey's on the inbounds. And after you burn, because if you don't inbound it, you got to burn th- uh, a three-thirds, uh, what, a three-tenths of a second off. Why wouldn't you switch it? Plumbly's like Frankenstein. Yes, he is. Trey can't move. You can't move like five feet down the sideline to inbounds the ball. What was that about? So let's hear Nate's excuse, because it's that, because this is coaching, about why he let Trey or decided to put Trey uh, and allow him to try to get the ball inbounds. Because I wanted, I wanted our best passer to uh be in that that was we only had what a second uh uh and you know trying to get the ball to either uh dj or deandre coming off of uh some screens all right it sounds good but it's bogus and it's bogus because trey is the team's best passer on a fast break situation where he can maneuver off the dribble and find the open guy if I get you a set play, okay, this is like a, a a set piece in soccer. There are certain things that he's really good at. I'm not pulling Trey as the inbounder in a situation like that, Mike. I want height. I want a guy that can see over yes. the defender's hands, who can make a two-handed pass, chest pass, bounce pass, whatever it might be, to then deliver it to whomever he's trying to get the ball to. Mm. Trey was like, ah, damn, I can't see. Oh, wait, is he open? Ah, right. Five seconds. So the game ends without you getting the inbound. You, can't, you, you, you lose the game without even attempting the shot, which is pathetic when you've got an inferior opponent that was down by 16. And I don't want to hear this back-to-back crap, okay? It's in your building. You got, you've got enough dudes. You know, and yes, I get it. I'll never understand why the NBA does it when they've got all these uh, – but that's what they do. But still, that's weak sauce against that team that you had on the ropes but you couldn't finish off because you went back – what did we? What did Reggie Miller say a few week, a few days ago? We right back. We reverted back to ISO basketball, and that's on the head coach because that's pathetic. Let's hear Nate McMillan talk about why the Hornets were able to come back in this game to begin with. Well, this team, uh, we we talked about them being a team that was going to be solid both ends of the floor. It's got to play forty eight minutes uh, against this group, 
and um, you know they came out aggressive, which you expect a team to uh, to do that. And we we didn't do a good job of taking care of the basketball. One, I mean, um, 18 turnovers. Uh, uh, we knew that they would be trapping, and uh, we gave them 21 points off of those turnovers. So that was a big key. Okay, so here's here's my other We're issue flat. with this. <laughs> Stop, Nate. We've lost twice. To, you realize they blew us out in the in the first week of the season. They blew us out. What was that, Coach? Ah, stop, stop, Nate. Yeah, I mean, so we've lost twice to these guys. We make Mason Plumley look like Bill freaking Walton in his prime. I, I, here's the other thing, though. I, I thought this whole trapping thing. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. It's Dukes mm-hmm. and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Playing at a slow pace. <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to handle these traps with DeJounte Murray uh, on the floor. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Are you telling me you got two point guards? So if one guy it's, decides, again, especially like when Trey likes to dribble into trouble, yeah. which he often does, yeah. you got a guy you can kick it out to. Yes, that's exactly. I thought, you guys tell me if I'm wrong on this, that we were going to be able to overcome these trap situations with DJ and Trey on the floor. And oh, by the way, Hunter can handle the ball too. I'm just throwing that out there as a little mm. bit of extra. And now you're telling me we turn it over 18 times and, the, and their trap? Right. What, what, what is this, high school? Their, their trap is the reason why they were able to get back into the game? I mean, didn't we see this at the end of last season right. and we went out and made a move so that, that crap wouldn't hurt us right. moving forward? So oh. what happened? Well, and I said, Hodges, it was Rozier who hit the shot. By the way, in addition to everything you just laid out, where's the defense? There's no perimeter. Carl, these – Perimeter, remember all the things that Jason Kidd said on Wednesday night about the Mavericks? That's the way we looked in the second half. It was a shoot-around. No Not ready defense. to go. <laughs> so, all you guys, you owe Nate a big apology. No, I don't. It's terrible. And the play, and again, you still had a chance to do something. I got a second. A second in the NBA is it's forever. Catch the ball, scratch your pits, yes. put up the shot. No, it's forever. okay. You got that, but no, we lose a th- we lose three tenths of a second. Then we don't we don't even get the shot. And I gave my tickets to my neighbor's kid. Kid's got childhood diabetes, Carl. That little kid. He got diabetes? He got the diabetes. He got the diabetes. And I'm going to tweet this picture out because all the heart- Hawks did was break this little kid's heart. This little kid's first Hawks game ever. His dad takes him into the store, gets the gear, and that's his first NBA games without without a shot going off to, to have a chance to win the game. It's unreal. Gordon, you give up 50 points. Yes. Yes, we, we, we're we familiar with that. He got the sugar, Mike. He got the sugar. Little kid, how old is he? Where is he? I gotta sh- look, look, look at little Nathan. I'm going to post. Look at this little kid. Happy as can be. And yeah. the Hawks broke yeah. his freaking little heart. Yeah, until the game was over. <laughs> All right, more to get to. Tonight they take on the Bulls, guys, right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Pre-game 7.30, tips at 8. Maybe we can continue our road win streak, which is at 4 tonight against the Bulls. We'll talk about it more. But when we come back, he's a difference maker. And I'm going to explain how much of a difference maker he is next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. For all of the guys who are saying, Dukes, let Desmond Ritter grow into the job. I'm just going to ask you guys, how long is that? How long (laughs) are you willing to allow him to grow into the job before you're calling this show or you're tweeting us or you're texting us and you're saying, Dukes and Bell, he's not the answer. Is it one more season? (laughs) Is it three more seasons? It's one. It's one. It's one. But you know what? And it's funny because I'm trying not to. I want to disagree with you. But when you know. But when you watch Burrow doing his thing in Mahomes, but these guys are at another level. I mean, let's be honest. There's 30 other quarterbacks in this league that can't do some of the things these guys are doing, and we're trying to project that on. And we don't have a time machine because I wish as sure as we're sitting here that we could have gone back and started this guy against the Bears after the grenade throw from Mariota. But that's crying over spilt milk. we got a small sample size. He didn't throw any picks, but he's not electrifying as – but again, Purdy – that's the other thing. Purdy's raised the bar for guys in that uh, in that same conversation. Purdy's the last guy selected, and but then I think you've got to remind the listeners, Carl. He is surrounded by so much more talent. One of the best offensive minds as head coach too. So the Bengals lost their first two games of the season: Steelers, Cowboys. Joe Burrow, and I'm telling you this from firsthand knowledge of people in the organization, shouldn't even played in those two games because he got his appendix out. Okay, he said, "I'm playing." They lost those two games, and everybody said, here goes the Super Bowl hangover. Mm -hmm. They then won four of their next five, and then they lost to the Browns. And, Mike, they haven't lost since. And the thing about Burrow is yesterday is just an example. He hit his first nine passes. One, two, three, Mm -hmm. four, five, six. No incompletions. First nine off off the top. And then, Mike, you talk about the run game that all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like, where has this been? Well, they've been running the ball well. Cincinnati right. with P. Ryan and Mixon, they've been running the ball well. Mixon has 20 carries for over buck, buck uh, 105 yesterday. 
And you've got a quarterback just in sync with everything he's doing. And here's what I'm getting to, and I'm not going to compare Burrow to Riddle because I can't. Burrow now is established. He's a superstar in this league, and and he may be back on his way to a a back-to-back Super Bowls. But he doesn't make the dumb mistakes. He doesn't make the silly mistakes. And, Mike, yesterday when you thought the weather was going to play a role and all this stuff, didn't bother him at all. He just kept whoop, 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 putting the ball wherever it needed to be, making the plays. And the thing about Burrow, and this is why I keep harping on this, Atlanta, I got to know about my quarterback situation. You guys want to tell me, let this kid grow into the job? I'm all for it. I just want to know what that timetable looks like. I just want to know how long you're willing to be patient with allowing him to do that while we continue to build this talent around him because you're going to continue to be impatient if the offense doesn't score more points next year, Mike. No, I mean, Burrow, as we said, that's a generational talent, and he's everything in that. That's a team which used, remember, backups on offensive line. And one thing, Drew, I want to mention before we get back to the Falcons side of it, they went to Buffalo. You just laid it out. Everyone said, well, this is the year Buffalo, and again, despite the DeMar Hamlin situation, which was extenuating circumstances, but you still had to go into Buffalo, and they out physical Buffalo they in did. their own house with backup linemen. That's a physical mindset. It was talked about on the broadcast. They came in, they punched those guys in the mouth. The only thing Buffalo got right is they went from zone to man to man for a minute and tightened things up, but even then they were still able to go over the top. So, But getting back to, uh, to Ritter, yeah, it's tough, man. I mean, Ritter is a you know what it is Ritter is like a solid, nice utilitarian vehicle, and it's gonna get good mileage. And you got Lamborghinis and Ferraris in the other lanes. It's hard, man. It's hard not to get a little little buyer's remorse right now. But let the young man develop. Hopefully, he builds on it. But it's hard to your point when you see super extreme, the greatest level of quarterback play, and is this guy gonna scratch that? Is this guy gonna come close to that in his career as a Falcon? Dude, now here's the thing. What what is the what's the bar? Just win? Do you care about style points? Or I just want to win. No, I don't. Because nobody cares about Brock Purdy right now and his style points. Just give me a W. Just win. If the 49ers win a Super Bowl, 49er fans are not going to care about Brock Purdy throwing for 5,000 yards. They don't care if he's not the MVP, and they certainly don't care if he completed 24 out of you know 34. Mm-hmm. They just want to win. Um, and we're so hungry to win and to have a consistent winner. I don't think fans here would care. But the problem is they would because we talk about it on the show all the time, Mike. It's why we talk about Trey Young. It's why we talk about Ronald Acuna. We need a little pizzazz, don't we? We need a little style in this city. We need some swag. So if you're telling me he's just going to do the job and it's plain Jane, I'll accept it because I'm all about winning. But I don't know if people will necessarily flock to the stadium, Mike. That is why Jonathan Walker says we need that guy at quarterback. This is what I've been saying. We need a dude, a guy. Who is that guy? I don't know. There are arguably there are choices out there, Mike, that we could pick from and maybe become available and things move forward. But I keep asking this question, and you're watching these playoffs. You and I both know right now in your heart of hearts, you're not sure about what we got. Nope, I don't. I can't tell you definitively. I'd be lying if I said that I know that Ritter is going to be the man. I liked what I saw. I think it's not. It's beyond his control, as we said, that he didn't get a much more deeper, bigger sample size to show us the breadth of what he could do. But I do know this. He got the one guy which we drafted, Drake London, involved. That's something that Mariota could not do. He made good decisions. Now, there were two snaps that he missed, and you could chalk that up to being a rookie, and our centers aren't exactly the best at getting the balls on a quarterback, but I'm not making excuses for the dude. The other thing is, if we can build a defense, and this is the big if, Carl, 
I mean, let's be honest. Nobody ever thought about the quarterback when the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. Nobody really thought about the quarterback when the Bucs won the Super Bowl with Gruden because those defenses were so, so lights good. out. Yes. But again, I, and if you would say that on any given Sunday, Falcon fans are wearing more defensive numbered jerseys than offensive, I don't think that's going to be the case either. But just find what you had in Tennessee, but better. Tennessee, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's nothing special, but they had the great pieces and the great concept. And I think that that's something yeah, you but, can look at. We ran, we ran the football. Get, but they didn't get over the hump because of Ryan no, Tannehill. but that's the thing. They didn't get there. And, and you could argue they've missed their window. Yes, they right? have. But as far as the mindset, we got Tyler Algier. You got Drake London. Pitt's coming back. You got weapons. Got to hit the draft right. Got it free agency right. But it's so – this is the hardest part as a Falcon fan of the season when you see the teams that have everything that we don't have. Edge rusher will be easier to come about for this team because of money to spend and draft picks than it is to figure out whether the quarterback is going to be the dude. You can even take a couple of draft picks, Mike, and go get some more edge rushers if you wanted to. Something at some point in this city's got to shake out. I mean, it's been forever. We talk about it all the time since we've had that dominant pass rush. But you have the resources that you can go address that and probably make it better immediately. The thing we don't know is what you're watching in these playoffs. Headlines mm-hmm. brought to you by ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Now, while we're talking about quarterbacks, we've got to give him his props. Did you guys see Matt Ryan on television yesterday? Did you guys see Matt Ryan? All right, I can't because, you know, me, I have an aversion to pregame shows, but everything I've heard was great. And I watched some of it, what I could find that it was out there. But what do you think? Tell me about it. He was great. Um, you know, again, you're fitting him into a show that already has, what, four guys on it. Right. It was on CBS. Um, and they were very welcoming. I mean, it was cool. It was all about him being on set and basically his experience with kind of Kyle Shanahan and talking no. about the game and all of that. But but here's the deal. First of all, he's a good-looking dude, right? We kind of forget that all these mm-hmm. years. So you throw him on television. He's charismatic. He comes across. And, and it's funny. I don't think people saw that enough here because you heard the Matt Ryan soundbite, and I could have played – it's like <laughs> Nate. I could have played a Matt Ryan soundbite from three years ago or I could have played a Matt Ryan soundbite from eight years ago. And you go, well, when was that? Oh, it was eight years ago. He never really ever allowed himself to be known that way. But on TV, Mike, he exuded this thing that was like, wow, the camera's loving him and he's eating it. Am I wrong, Chris? It's eating him up. And look at Matt Ryan. And I'm like, well, he can do this if he wants to do this. If he wants to do this. Everybody I spoke to, again, I I can't can't lie lie to you, but I I didn't see it initially. Everybody I spoke to said he looked comfortable, engaging, charismatic, which not everybody can do and not everybody is. That's what's so funny about Tom Brady might be the greatest quarterback to ever dress out. Previously, the greatest quarterback to ever dress out was Joe Montana, and I love Montana, but he was god-awful on television. So not everybody can step in there and be as smooth as apparently Matt was. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun to see. I mean, listen, they, they still had, you know, Colts quarterback underneath because he's currently, that's where his rights are. But, but I, I do think that we got a sense of, wow, okay, I wish we would have got more of this Matt Ryan. Part of that is, you know, you have to be guarded as a quarterback, especially when you're trying to, to protect the team and say all the right things. That's why he never killed his teammates, Mike, when he probably should have. That's why some things were never said about coaches that probably should have been. But Matt has always played it right down the middle. And then you get him on television and they're asking him questions, and he's just – he was really good. So I mm-hmm. want to give him props for that because I know a lot of you guys got a chance to see Matt yesterday. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're going to talk more about these playoffs On a Monday, we now know what the AFC and NFC Championship games look like. And also, how is it going to affect him in the next game is the most important question. 
What are we talking about? We'll tell you next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 